Well, uh, welcome back. Nancy Arany here. Well, obviously you know that because you, um, you must have uh, come to this podcast. So, oh, the cat's sitting on me, and she's also going to mess up the computer, but that's okay. That's uh, Bo, and, you know, the other cat's name is Higgs. And who do you think named them? Joel, Higgs, Bosan, that's correct. All right, so this is, um, this is a couple of years old, but it's still relevant. So I'm going to read. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Exhale. Oh, kitty, you got to move. All right. Two years ago, when I was training for a political fundraiser on a Zoom call, everyone looked extremely young. It made me happy that so many kids were politically active. But then, right before we started, we were asked to identify our pronouns. I had no idea what in the world they were talking about. A few days later, a close friend told me she was now going to be a they. Huh? I said. She said, Nance, some people don't neatly fit into the categories of male or female. Some don't identify with any gender. Some people's genders change over time. It's just respect we're asking for. I started to understand, but as we kept talking, I kept making mistakes, which they kept correcting. At first, I had a lot of trouble processing how to navigate the language. My feelings were not the problem. The grammar abuse was. How could I say they are coming to visit when it was one person? I asked her, they, why they couldn't come up with a better word. She was able to laugh with me, and I was able to suspend any judgment. At the fundraiser, we were also asked where we lived and who the indigenous peoples were. After the call, I felt old, a fabulous kind of old. I thought, wow, look how far we've come, and look what these kids care about. My first encounter with a gay person was in 1954 when I was in seventh grade. After school, everyone went to Maxwell Drugs for root beer, float, and potato chips while we waited for the city bus. There was a mirror that ran the full length of the shop and stools that lined the full length of the mirror. I was standing behind a girl whose reflection I could see clearly. I must have been staring because she turned with such venom and said, what you looking at? I couldn't say I was looking at you because you don't look like anyone I've ever seen before. I couldn't say you're a girl, but um, you look like a boy. I couldn't say it, not because I was afraid of hurting her feelings or what she would say back. I couldn't say it because I didn't even have the language. In my family, I had heard the Yiddish word fagala, which was used to describe a boy who was feminine. It was never spoken in derision, more like it was just a description. But now that I think of it, they did use kind of hushed tones. I had never heard of the opposite gender with any kind of word. So that situation I had found my 13-year-old self in was brand new. But being taunted for being different was not new. I was tall for my age and was called, hey, Lanky Lou, and stretch. And when they really wanted to hurt me, they called me Dirty Jew and kike. The snowballs had stones in them, and walking home from school was often a scary ordeal. Kids who wore glasses, anyone with a limp, kids who were chubby, kids whose parents got divorced, anyone who had anything different had to be on guard. Time doesn't heal all wounds, but it can't help itself when it comes to paradigm shifts. And in my old age, the age I am cherishing now, I have seen a bunch of them. For one example, how did we manage to go from smoking on airplanes to being forced to stand out in the cold in front of our workplace building in such a short time? I mean, it seemed like it happened overnight. 
and indigenous people? I don't think that was in my consciousness till I was a grown-up and read Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States. Whoever heard a phrase, indigenous people? After the Zoom experience, I thought about what I had cared about when I was these kids' ages. Oh, I hated my curly hair, how many calories a scoop of mint cheap ice cream was, if the cute guy who had asked me for my geology notes would call me. It's embarrassing. I also realized, not for the first time, that it's those young people's job to teach me to move forward. I thought I was the teacher, and I also thought I was always ready to learn. But I have been noticing I do not always like being taught. My grandparents saw the advent of the car, the telephone, the television, women doctors, the polio vaccine, the WPA, the atomic bomb, jet planes, transistor radios, antibiotics, using Ms. instead of Miss and Mrs. Hey, maybe that was the they of its time. So if my gram and pappy could adapt to all these changes, certainly I can figure out a way to say they without wincing. Respect for my fellow human must win out over my love of Strunk and White's perfect-sounding grammar. At least I knew and was proud to answer the indigenous peoples of my home where I now live is Wampanoag. Unfortunately, I still think about the mint chocolate ice cream.